does the United Nations matter? Well, President Michael D. Higgins has questioned the body a raft of ministers are attending this week. Let me explain. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This one coming to you from the United Nations campus. I'm out with the East River in the background. The sun is belting down and the great and the good of world leaders. World diplomacy are here this week for the United Nations General Assembly. Representatives of 193 countries in what has been described in the most Irish description you could ever get as the ploughing championships of international diplomacy. On Tuesday, Joe Biden was in town. He was giving a keynote speech to crying Russia, trying to rally support for Ukraine. The Ukrainian president himself, Zelensky, is here trying to do that as well, which means, of course, uh, it's very difficult to get around this particular part of the city because ahead of a lot of cops and roads closed and, and all the rest of it. Interestingly, a lot of developed countries actually this year struggling to get a meeting with Vladimir Zelensky. He seems to be sort of targeting himself at some of the more developing world areas that have their own problems and whose support for Ukraine might be seen to be wavering a small bit or who are saying, yeah, 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 it's terrible over there, but, you know, come on, guys, we've, we've got our own problems here. We've got things to manage. Uh, and, you know, that in part is what sparked comments from the President Michael D. Higgins. He was actually at the Ploughing Championships this week and he had a bit of a rant about the UN. More and more the United Nations is falling, is losing credibility. It is unable to stop war. It is unable to win famine. It is unable to stop conflicts. It's unable to manage migration. Now, some would say that he's right. The UN hasn't stopped the war in Ukraine. The Security Council is totally impotent because of the permanent members, China, France, the UK, US and Russia, they can basically veto any decision or action or statement they don't like. I mean... Like, for Christ's sake, Russia was on the council chairing the Security Council while being an invading country into Ukraine. So, you know, four members of the cabinet are here. They're at the UN this week attending all sorts of different summits, which we've been covering on News Talk. Tishuk Tonishta, Eamon Ryan, Stephen Donnelly uh, are all in town for various summits and meetings, which made things a little bit awkward yesterday when they were all asked about the president's comments. Like, is the institution they're all here to attend a little bit impotent? Here's some of what they had to say. In respect of the United Nations, my view is that it's it still is very, very relevant today. Uh, I listened to his interview last night on, 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 on public service television here in the US with Antonio Guterres. And I think he made a very important point that sometimes we think of the UN just in the context of the Security Council. But the United Nations is much, much more than the Security Council. It's the work it does in relation to refugees in the UNHCR, OCHA, it's UNRWA in terms of the relief to uh, the Palestinians in refugee camps in Jordan or in Gaza, uh, in terms of the, the Gazan people, in terms of education and healthcare. Um, it's the work it does in the West Bank. Um, and uh, right across in terms of the, the World Food Programme, uh, all of these organisations are United Nations organisations. And millions and millions of people around the world would be destitute, would be very much the poorer without the United Nations and without agencies of the United Nations. So I would have to say from my own personal observations as Minister of Foreign Affairs, as Taoiseach before that, it is far from relevant, sorry, it's far, it is far from irrelevant. It is very relevant to the lives of ordinary people all over Africa, all over the Middle East and Latin America and Asia and across the globe. The Security Council needs reform and I would agree that the United Nations needs reform. I was heartened by the comments of President Biden this morning that America was up for reform of the Security Council and in particular expansion of its membership and, uh, and the point that it needs new voices and it needs new perspectives. Uh, G20 seemed to indicate the same. Uh, you know, we have 
countries like India, Brazil and others uh, that have been uh, locked out of the Security Council for far too long. In many respects, the Security Council represents the post-World War II uh, world order. The world has changed dramatically since then. So from the, the, there is paralysis and gridlock within the Security Council. But I think we must broaden our, and understand that the United Nations is much more than just the Security Council. It has a range of agencies that it re- genuinely is having impact. Ultimately, it's up to every member state. We're all members of the United Nations but, uh, to collectively work to increase resources and to ensure that it is increasingly and becomes even more relevant to more people. The, the, the question was really the, question, the question really was about the propriety of our head of state to say that the UN has failed in a succession of areas and to you know to disrespect the work that's going on here and the fact that members of government are over here, the, the, yourself as Tarnish, the Taoiseach, uh, the Minister of Health, the, uh, uh, the leader of the Green Party, Minister of Transport and Energy. Um, what do you, isn't it out of place for the President to have spoken uh, out like this? First of all, I haven't uh, seen the, 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 the President's comments or indeed the context of those comments. I was answering Sean's questions in respect of the status of the UN and I've given my opinion on that. The President is passionate about global affairs. He's been passionate about global hunger and he has led well um, in respect of these issues and in fact recently in Africa gave a keynote address on hunger uh, and we in Department of Foreign Affairs worked with the presidency um, in that regard and he's very highly respected across the globe uh, because of his stance on world hunger so I don't see an issue there. One of the other big summits here this week was the Sustainable Development Goals Summit co-hosted by Ireland and Qatar basically trying to get them back on track towards the 2030 targets just 15% of those targets on track and pushed seriously off the agenda by both Ukraine and COVID over the last few years. You probably haven't heard of the Sustainable Development Goals. I certainly hadn't thought about them a huge amount since school, since you're doing SPHE or CSPE or or whatever. There are 17 of them. They include things like ending poverty, ending world hunger, gender equality, affordable clean energy, quality education, like all things notionally you could get behind very easily and that have quite a lot of social capital around them at the minute, which makes it sort of interesting that there isn't this huge amount of public buy-in. You never talk about them, media never talks about them, people never really talk about them uh, you know you don't hear them discussed and a lot of people including myself would struggle to name five or six or seven let alone all 17 of them so I just ask the issue why does he think that is uh, why does the teacher think that is when they're you know individually and on their own they're all things that a lot of people would support and, uh, look, uh, yeah, I, I, ter- I can just in terms of the general public, you know, I don't think it's reasonable to expect people to be able to rattle off the 17 SDGs. I had to remind myself today what they were, you, you know, but they are, um, or, or exactly which ones they were, but um, they are, if you think about them fundamentally, what they're about is, is a basic minimum standard in the world when it comes to health, education, gender equality, uh, the environment and human rights. And I think that makes sense to people that no matter who you are, where you live in the world, um, what your position is in society, there's a basic standard and a basic floor below which nobody should fall. And I think I think people understand that concept very well. So good to know you can be forgiven for not knowing uh, all of them. Try it for yourself, see if you can name all 17. I, I would like to see how far you actually get. Plenty more from the UN on News Talk throughout this week. I'll be on the Pat Kenny Show with reports and updates that you tune in. And you can listen back to some of the ones that we have had already. And we had a really fascinating episode just out if you go back one episode in your podcast feed a good chat with Eamon Ryan the Minister for Energy and Green Party leader on lots of stuff on on Rishi Sunak sort of rolling back on climate goals and where he thinks things will be after the next election when the next election it might be who he'll do business with uh, and funding 
climate action across the world which is, is really interesting when you delve into it we might do a couple of further podcasts on it but it's well worth a listen if you go back that's it for me from a very very sunny i might even be getting sunburned here on the un campus in the mid all these impressive buildings that's this week's uh, podcast or this latest episode we'll chat to you soon